appreciate that, Mike. Uh, we just had to delay a little bit, had two more guys uh, just announced their uh, signings. Uh, so excited about them. Um, really good day. I uh, just want to first start off by thanking uh, some people that within the organization that a lot of times don't go as recognized as they their, their efforts deserve. Uh, Patrick Suttis, our general manager, uh, Karina Hargraves, uh, who sets up all the visits, does all the transcripts, uh, makes sure all the applications, all those things, sets up uh, wonderful visits for us. Thomas Greary uh, in the recruiting office helps run the evaluation process, integral in the social media piece as well. Aaron Joe, uh, we affectionately call, or I affectionately call him EJ the DJ, uh, played here, was an offensive graduate assistant here, and has now moved into the recruiting department. It does a phenomenal job um, in that role. Uh, Rafael Andretis, uh, AK, uh, Brooks, Jacob, some other people that you guys might not have heard of, uh, just what they do um, when the recruits and their families come to, come to campus. Uh, our creative team, uh, Patrick Clancy, I'm sure is in here. Uh, Neo, uh, what's your real name? Alex Brizadine. Yes, yeah, so Alex Brizadine does a really good job. And everybody knows Simmet Shaw. Uh, Simmet does a phenomenal job um, as the oversight for everything, um, social media um, in, in the organization as a whole. Uh, obviously, we partner with J1S and uh, Santino Stancato Morpheus. Um, does a tremendous job um, as an outsource agent to, to help us uh, with all of those things. So just really appreciative of all of their uh, efforts uh, in this recruiting class and really just on a day-to-day -day basis uh, with everything in the organization. Um, first, before I even continue, uh, tomorrow is mine and my wife's 26th. Uh, wedding anniversary. Uh, Ken, you've had to put up with me for three years. She's had to put up with me for 26. Uh, so just, you know, thankful to her. Uh, love her. Uh, and then just the, the signing class as a whole. Um, no, we knew going into it, it was going to be uh, a smaller class. We wanted to really focus on the quality uh, that was in the class. And I know, I know that we did that. Um, and I'm sure Flynn has all the data and the number of stars relative uh, to the number of stars in, that have been come through the years. Um, but it's, uh, it's a really good class, very targeted class uh, relative to a small senior class that we had. Uh, but there's still uh, spaces. There'll be another signing period in February uh, for some high school guys, and then uh, throughout the next couple of weeks, the the transfer portal and getting some key transfers uh, in in the uh, the coming weeks. Some have gone public; others are um, can't really comment on until they arrive here in January. Um, the other thing that hit today uh, was the news that Jamias Griffin uh, is coming back, running back for us. Um, I still remember two years ago the huge news when he signed with us. And uh, so, again, today uh, said he's going to come back. Really excited about that. Uh, and then Ace Ely uh, announced today that he's coming back. Uh, you know, he was a captain for us and uh, just really excited about him. And the interesting thing about Ace, he was one of the guys that in this interim period, from the early signing period last year until the first day uh, we reported to campus is when uh, he joined the family, so um, you know it's an exciting time. Normally, the early signing day is over, and then you just get ready for January. Um, but now we're still actively um, in the process of still recruiting uh, some key additions. So, with that, 
You good, Mike? Yes. Open we'll to questions. Open for questions. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Get a microphone. We'll start right here with Russ. <clears throat> hey, Jeff. Uh, I imagine that the offensive line was a cru crucial part of your yep. your targets for yep. the recruiting class. Moving forward, will will the portal be an area where you're going to target? It will be absolutely. The the offensive line and the secondary uh, will still be some two will two. Uh, key places that will uh, continue to look for some uh, for some guys to come in and help, and uh, you know there there's obviously some guys we're targeting, and uh, you know those will materialize and be um, made known over the next couple of weeks. Kelly, we'll continue with National Signing Day recruiting questions. Yeah, Jeff. Um, you know, obviously with the quarterback situation, is important to. To add some depth there, kind of, can you talk about Zach and, and kind of what your expectations are now with Coach Long in the quarterback room vis-a-vis yeah. -vis signing day? Absolutely, yeah. Really excited about Zach Pyron, uh, three-time three state champion. Uh, you know, so he's a winner. He's a leader. And uh, obviously, you turn on the tape and you've seen it. I mean, he's a big physical presence and very mobile. Um, but just his competitive nature, his leadership ability, um, the maturity that he shows, just getting to know him and talking to him and his family, um, you know, he's going to be a really, really good addition to us. Played in the uh, Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game on Saturday, and then Kate got here late Saturday evening uh, for his brief official visit. Um, but the connection that he made with his entire signing class uh, was powerful, and uh, those kind of connections and leadership ability um, with obvious, you know, physical talent, um, you know, has us really excited. Um, I was curious to learn a little more about KJ Miles, kind of how that came about and, yeah. and what you think he can do for you. Yes, uh, I mean, one of the highest recruited uh, guys in the country, took a summer official visit and, uh, you know, fell in love with the place, fell in love with the education, the relationships, uh, all of those things, and just getting to know him, getting to know his family, um, the vision they have for their lives, the uh, detail they have for where KJ is going. And, uh, you know, we're blessed that he chose uh, our program and our academic institution uh, to accomplish all those hopes, accomplish all those dreams. And, uh, you know, I thought Larry Knight did a phenomenal job uh, with him, with Horace Lockett. Um, I saw the stat that it's the first time uh, Georgia Tech has signed two four-star defensive tackles. And, uh, you know, the, the, the quality of the young men, Horace Lockett and KJ, um, you know, as, you know, their, their tape, uh, when you watch the tape, obviously they're physically gifted and they play really, really hard. Uh, but then you get to know them and their work ethic, their demeanor, um, and their vision for what they want to accomplish in their life. It's, it's going to be a really good fit for both of them. You, you added two running backs in Antonio Martin and Jamie Felix. Yep. Uh, how would you compare their running styles? Yeah, I mean, they're both very, very talented. Um, you know, everybody that saw Antonio in the playoff run, just, you know, how physical he is, how powerful he is, how hard he runs. Uh, and then Jamie, his elusiveness, his speed, um, his toughness, his physicality, I think they complement each other very well. And, uh, you know, getting them to uh, sit down with Coach Long and watch the things uh, that he's been able to do with his offenses over the years, uh, I think it's going to be a really good fit uh, with what Coach Long does and what we're going to be doing here with both of them. Allison? 
We were over at uh, Horace's and Clayton's uh, signing uh, at Westlake, and both of them, what stood out to me is they said they chose Georgia Tech because it felt like a family and sure. a home. Um, I guess how special does it, it for you to know that the guys coming here right. see that relationship before even hitting the field? And, and how do you guys make that known throughout the recruiting process? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just inherent in who we are. I think uh, across the organization, uh, from me to coordinators, um, position coaches, everybody in the recruiting staff, our GAs, analysts, QCs, uh, everyone that's involved in an organization, um, you know, we're very close as a whole. And I think that translates into our connections with our players, uh, how much we love our guys, how much we care for our guys, the relationships uh, that we build in the off season and throughout the season. Um, and then we try to have a multi-layered approach with every single recruit in their families and then get those bonds across every different level that we can. Th those things are important to us. And uh, from here to hear it from our players' mouths or to hear it from recruits and recruits' families' mouths, that means a lot because um, it's important to us here, um, and we place a big emphasis on it, but to hear it reciprocated and um, valued from other people, that, that means a lot. In terms of this cycle with the, the COVID year, that kind of threw everyone's numbers out of whack, and then I imagine just how was it, how difficult was it to just approach and try to figure out what your numbers are, what you're looking at, and then the portal being such a, right. a huge thing now too. Just how do you balance that? And how do you set your board up that? It is, uh, <laughs> it's probably uh, seven conversations a day, especially over the last month with with Suttis and with Thomas Greary and uh, the coordinators, and it's it's an ongoing, ever evolving. Uh, process so and it's going to stay fluid throughout and I think that's one of the uh, things that that you know we take solace in is that's one of our strengths the ability to stay fluid the the ability to make real-time decisions um, and to have fluid trains of thought um, it, it matters in this day and time and I'm, I'm blessed that I have trusted people um, who are willing to speak the truth um, willing to give me really good guidance on things like that and I have an open dialogue uh, so we can make the best decision for everybody in the organization individually and as a whole. Place kickers normally don't get much pub when it comes to signing day. Right. You, you picked up uh, Burr. Yeah. Uh, I imagine with, with Gavin, he, you won't have to have him maybe kick off but maybe concentrate on it field goals, extra points. What is his range and what do you see from him? Yeah, I mean, I think Aiden's, I mean, obviously he's very highly ranked. Um, and when you watch the tape and when we saw him kick live, um, very talented kicker. Um, but I do think that the guys that we have in the organization have grown uh, a lot over the last year and are just excited for the competition to continue throughout the spring, uh, through the summer, and even into the season as well. Um, but I do think we've got some very talented kickers. Uh, and I think Aiden, one of my favorite parts about him is when he was here uh, kicking. I don't know, Rod, if you and Kelly were here, but you didn't even have to see him kick, you could hear it. You walk into the indoor and you could just hear his foot strike the ball and uh, you know, then you see it and it, it's impressive as well. But um, obviously there's gonna be really good competition, but excited Aiden uh, decided to join us. 
you added Kyle at linebacker, and that's obviously a position you'd like like to get some more production and depth, really. Right. Out of can you talk about what you liked about him as um, as a defensive player? Yeah, just uh, again, you turn on Kyle's tape and. Um, you know, he's making plays all over the field. He's tough. He's physical. Um, I think he had well over 150 tackles this year. Uh, and then you turn on the other side of the ball, and I think he ran for over 1,100 yards. Um, you know, and, and one of the best leagues in the state. To be, uh, and just when you get to know him, you get to know his family, his singularity of focus, his vision, uh, what he wants to do with his life through this game, with the education, and uh, the, the leadership ability that he has. Um, one of my favorite stories, we went in there a Wednesday, um, you know, of a playoff week when we were out during the contact period, and they were doing stretching uh, in the weight room, and his level of focus, his uh, you know, making sure everybody that was around him was as dialed in as he was uh, on the process. Just the natural leadership ability that Kyle has is impressive. And I think, you know, Caleb Edwards coming from the same school, Caleb playing a ton as a true freshman, um, and then stamping this place to one of his, you know, close friends and teammates. I, I think that speaks volumes. Um, back to Allison's point about uh, how the guys feel in the locker room and how the guys, you know, that we're recruiting uh, feel about the place. Okay. I'm just given the way the season went and just the way things work in recruiting generally, I'm sure a lot of your guys were, were you know, coaches are trying to flip them and so forth. I'm curious just how you felt that worked out, you know, on, on the whole. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the nature of college football and high school recruiting. And, uh, you know, I, I you know, uh, we're in those fights. We're uh, in those recruiting battles and those kind of things, and um, you know, just trying to assemble the best fits and the best guys uh, for in, into the roster and into the program. But it, you know, it's a compliment to the quality of guys that we've targeted, quality of guys that we've gone after um, to bring here to the institute, and um, that, that's the nature of college football recruiting and high school recruiting. And uh, you know, we're, we're a competitive group, and. Uh, Obviously, we want to, you know, win more battles than we lose. Allison. What have you learned overall just now going into your fourth season as head coach in this recruiting process? I mean, you've talked about it building a brand and making, you know, sure. local kids want to stay in Georgia. So yep. what have you learned about yourself? So here, here's one of my favorite things where we are right now. Um, you speak to the branding. Uh, the culture has been alluded to. Uh, we're to the point now where it's, it, it's time to work. You know, the brand is set, the culture set, all of those things. Now it's time to coach. Now it's time to work. And I'm so excited to get back when our guys report January 9th. We'll have a team meeting and just go to work. Um, you know, we've done, I don't know if this is the time to transition into the next phase of the, uh, uh, of the, the press conference. Sorry about that. Um, but just the, the piece about getting the guys back together. Um, We've already begun. I talked about standing right here uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving about doing a deep dive and evaluating every single thing in the program. And obviously, we've started that, um, made some big changes that everybody notices. Uh, but there's also a lot of things, you know, um, as the head of the organization, beginning that deep dive into everything that we can fix to get the results better uh, on the field. Um, we're in that process. That process will continue. Uh, obviously, today is about recruiting, uh, bringing a group of guys in here to elevate uh, what we're trying to do to get the results 
on the field to get where we want them to be. Um, but all of that is a process, and I'm fired up to be in the early stages of it. There's going to be big changes um, that will make an impact in results, and then there's also going to be some subtle things that will adjust and fix uh, that might not be as evident, but all of it will be to improve the results that are on the field. Okay, so with that, we will open it up to any other questions you might have about the program. If you still have recruiting questions, feel free to ask those as well. Kelly, go ahead. Can you talk about your decision to, to make a change with your offense and, and what sure. you see with Chip bringing him in here? Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, Dave Patton knows one of my closest friends. I've known him for 25 years and, uh, you know, is a great coach and a great man, um, and I love him dearly. Um, but it's just, you know, some of the changes that we made, uh, just where we are in the program, just new faces, new voices uh, in the room, in the program. And I'm just really excited about Chip Long. Um, you know, we did uh, a deep dive into analytics and relationships and, uh, you know, statistics and production, all of those things. And talking to a lot of people narrowed our focus on Chip. Um, and what he does offensively is really ideally suited um, to where we're going and what we can build upon. And uh, having conversations with him, the, the, production that he's had, um, the uh, ability to adjust with personnel um, everywhere that he's been, just really excited about him um, coming here and joining us. And he's here and uh, has done a tremendous job um, already on the recruiting front. He was, um, I think, tabbed as one of the top recruiters in the country throughout his career. And you can see that with the instant connection uh, that he makes with guys on our roster and that the instant connection uh, that he was making with uh, the recruits as well, uh, especially down the stretch. Rob? You have uh, two openings right now. Yep. Uh, assuming that one of them is going to be a running back coach. Sure. What are you uh, looking at for the other positions? Coach? Yeah, so the, the, the biggest piece, because we haven't even talked about the secondary and the same thing, Jeff Popovich, Nathan Burton, uh, two dear friends. I think they're great coaches, uh, great family men. Um, but it, again, just, you know, uh, new faces, new voices. And one of the uh, things with Travars Tillman hiring him, um, you know, the, being a four-year starter here, being a captain here, playing seven years in the NFL, uh, being the last six years with Mel Tucker, um, who I consider and is widely considered um, an elite DB coach. And, uh, you know, just getting him to come back home uh, was huge. You know, we, we made the transition that we made, made the decisions uh, that we made or that I made, and uh, targeted Chip, targeted Travaris, and uh, both of them decided to come. Uh, the next two positions that we're going to fill um, will hopefully be within the next week. Um, and then we'll flesh that out and give more details to that afterwards. But the biggest piece was the offensive coordinator piece and the secondary piece, uh, the defensive backfield. And the other thing I'm sure you guys notice is, um, you know, when, when the NCAA allowed for the 10th assistant, um, and initially I had one DB coach and I didn't, break up the secondary room corners and safeties than we got here. And, you know, we did. And, you know, I thought it was important to get that back into one umbrella, one coach, one voice, uh, that kind of thing. So that was a, a key piece uh, for me, for somebody that can bring the entire secondary together, um, one standard, one voice, one level of communication, um, one preparation process. 
And, uh, you know, I know Travars can do that. I've known him for now. I've known him for 22 years and, uh, you know, think the world of him as a person and then watching him grow as a coach. Um, I'm just really proud that he joined us and decided to come back home. And I hope, you know, the Yellow Jacket fan base uh, feels the same way as I do because he's a, he's a special person uh, and a big-time coach as well. Um, how much thought did you give to considering whether to replace Andrew or not, given the way the defense played? Say it one more time. But how, I much, how much thought did you give to considering replacing Andrew or, or changing that up, you know, given the way? Yeah, the well, I think, here, and I think you're alluding to us wanting to be better on defense. Um, and I think, and I know Andrew Thack would be the first person uh, to say that, um, you know, we didn't play to the standard that we've had. Um, playing defense wherever we've been. And, you know, his main focus is to do everything in his power um, to make sure we're doing that. And I think having Travars Tillman come in as the pass game coordinator, um, that will help a lot of things. And the other thing, too, is, um, you know, Chip Long being here um, and run the offense and, and Brent Key and, uh, you know, Kerry Dixon, Chris Wiesahan on the offensive side of the ball, um, I'm fired up to – um, all the things that we've been building to this point, um, excited to be back in that defensive room a bunch um, and, you know, be back on the grass coaching at a, at a high level and giving them uh, as much help as possible. And uh, But just, yeah, I think, uh, you know, disappointed with how we played and want to get better and uh, convinced that we can get it done. I guess, how much were you involved with the offense? It sounded like, from what you said during the season, that you were a little more involved than maybe you have been in the past. Sure. Did that take away from maybe being able to help out on defense and do the things that you're talking about just now? Yeah, so the big thing, Kelly, and I, I'll kind of answer it in a different way. Um, you know, as I began the deep dive into everything that we need to fix to take the next next steps to get the product on the field and the results on the field, um, at the highest level possible, the things that, that I've realized is um, less branding, more coaching, uh, less worrying about culture, more worried about ball. All of those things, you know, matter to me. And the other piece is at the end of the day, it all falls back on me. And it's my responsibility to get everything, uh, you know, fixed that's not producing the results uh, the way that we expect them to be, our fan base expects them to be, I expect them to be, and just taking full responsibility and full ownership uh, as the head football coach that whatever falls under the umbrella of Georgia Tech football ultimately falls on me. And uh, so where I can use my expertise to the fullest, uh, I'm going to do it, um, and there's not – anything too small to make adjustments to. Just because we had unbelievable success at Temple doing it a certain way or at Florida or Mississippi State or at Alabama, wherever the things that we do were honed from and learned from and implemented from, take a deep dive into is it working here? And if it's not, we need to make real-time adjustments uh, to do that, and that's all under my purview. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm passionate about it. And there is nothing too small uh, to be fixed that will not be fixed. Um, and just being relentless in that mindset, uh, taking full responsibility, take full ownership of every single piece in the organization where we need to take the next step to get the product 
and the results up to the expectation that I have, that we all have. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to do it, and I'm excited uh, to get back January 9th with the fellas um, and just less talk and just more work. You, you mentioned Ace coming back for his COVID year. Uh, there's two or three guys on each side of the ball that we haven't heard from yet. Do you expect any announcements soon? Uh, I'm, there, there's conversations, um, you know, and there's things that I'm let them, and you guys have been around me. I always want the players to be able to have the voice, especially when it comes to uh, their future, when it comes to their present. Um, so, A, I don't want to steal any of their shine. Um, or any of their moments, it was important uh, that I felt that, you know, Jemias and Ace on this day, I thought they made the right decision to announce today. And because uh, they're both key pieces, uh, you know, coming back to help us and uh, their leadership ability, their work ethic, and they're both really good players, too. Um, just fired up that they're coming back. Okay. If I could ask you a little more about the defense, um, can you describe kind of what your role will be as far as their supporting game or running the defense or kind of what, what that'll look like? Yep, so uh, Ken, I'm the head football coach at Georgia Tech and uh, every single part of our organization from offense, defense, special teams falls under my purview. Um, but I do know this, throughout the course of my career, um, you know, I've been tabbed by others as one of the elite defensive coaches in college football. And, you know, for me to be able to use that expertise to help Thack, um, help the defensive staff, I'm going to use it to the fullest of my abilities to help. But also there's all the other areas that are going to come under my, uh, you know, my umbrella as well. And I've got to make sure all of the things that we're doing and building um, continue to take uh, great looks at everything, try to get everything in place to for our guys to have success as individuals and as a team and for the results to show up on the field, um, not just uh, base everything solely on effort. The effort has to produce results and the results have to come on the field um, and just excited to get that done. Allison, did you have something? Yeah, I'm to go back to recruiting. Um, it, you have uh, almost uh, 10 guys here that are assigned from within the Georgia area. So how yeah. big is that for you on signing day to have such local talent yeah. here and to keep them here? It's, it's huge. You know, I think the uh, some of the best high school coaching and high school players uh, are within our, uh, you know, three and a half hour radius within the state of Georgia, within the southeast. And, uh, you know, for to get the local guys to stay home and have a connection with Georgia Tech, have a connection with wanting to be in Atlanta and, uh, you know, stay home, it matters. And, uh, you know, I think that sentiment resonates with a lot of the guys that chose to stay home. And, uh, you know, I think just, you know, the, uh, the way we align ourselves with the city, um, I think it's important. Uh, for those relationships and for those guys uh, to choose to stay home and play here. How difficult was it to do that deep dive and look at things and see the results not being what you want? And sure. Obviously, there were a lot of close losses, too, this year that, that certainly right. changed from year to year. But just kind of what was that process like for you and kind of what did you learn about the program? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's still ongoing. Uh, one of the key things, and, you know, you, you – wrestle with every decision and uh, the lens that you go through and the, the, the P 
people that are able to give you counsel um, are huge from within. And I've got some great trusted people within the organization that, that advise me and that I, you know, bounce ideas off of and things I'm thinking or what we should do uh, in, in every phase of the organization. But what we did, I guess it was 10 days ago, is decided to bring someone from the outside in, um, an organizational consultant, uh, sat down with 11 of our guys, um, individually did a deep dive into what they like, what they see, um, things they think we can improve on, um, and did deep conversations with about 11 guys on the roster and uh, you know, formulated, I don't know how he does it, but formulates uh, something that he can put together to give to the team on a wide variety of topics from um, even as something that may seem as minuscule as what we eat Friday night for the snack. Uh, Sunday practice versus Monday practice. Sunday day off versus Monday day off. There was no subject, there was no part of the organization um, that was too small to discuss, nor were things too big to discuss. And uh, then puts together a survey, and then the, the rest of the guys will get to fill that out um, you know, in due time. But I think having somebody that comes in, fresh perspective, um, doesn't have, um, isn't clouded down by all of the day-to-day -day things and just can do a deep dive into where we can take steps uh, to get the product on the field to be the very best that it can be. And sometimes you got to step outside of yourselves to do that. And, uh, you know, we've done it and it will continually uh, be an update into what we do and how we do it. One of the other small things maybe to you um, is how we're going to structure spring ball and spring practice. It'll be the earliest that we've ever gone. Um, we'll start spring ball middle to the end of February. Spring practice will be done by spring break. It's the earliest we've ever gone. But we want to get back on the grass, get back out there with the guys, coach ball, have the guys be coached, and uh, get to football as soon as we can. Um, and then once we get back from spring break, they'll have a five-week cycle uh, with Coach Lou. So all of those things from the offseason to every single thing in the program that we can improve upon, uh, we're looking at. And again, there will be big things that everybody will notice. Then there will be small things that probably you know, a lot of people won't notice, but everything that we do is to impact the result uh, Saturdays in the fall. I've got time for a couple more, Rob. The, the quarterback position is one position that's really been affected by the, the transfer portal. How, how difficult is it for you and your staff to keep a balance of keeping the players that are currently on the staff happy as well as you know, providing depth for that particular sure. position. And I, I think that goes to relationships and that goes to communication uh, and all of those things. And so that's an ongoing process. And, uh, you know, Chip has done a really good job communicating uh, with Jeff, communicating with Jeff's family, and we'll continue to do that uh, with the quarterbacks that we recruit, the quarterbacks that we have on the roster, uh, all of those things, um, the communication piece. Uh, is the big piece. Recruit, evaluate, and then coach uh, so that they can play the very best that they can, um, you know, on Saturdays. Kelly? Obviously, the tight end position production hasn't been what you'd like, but Chip's obviously really well known for yep. that, and you added Luke uh, via the portal. Can you kind of just talk about the 
tight end kind of sure. how you see that evolving going forward is that going to be something bigger in the offense well I, you know i think too the the piece that that you know we don't talk about dylan devaney um you know didn't play this year right had to have two surgeries uh on his ankles uh during the season and then one right after the season and you know we think very highly of dylan devaney around here uh dylan leonard former walk-on earned a scholarship went from 208 pounds to now he's 242 pounds um has become a leader in the locker room uh, jack coco was a former offensive lineman uh lost weight to make himself into a lean mean uh fullback tight end h-back for us and uh billy ward was a true freshman and uh you know, it's one of those things where it's ever evolving and, uh, you know, excited to get Dylan Devaney back. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that, that we can't, I can't speak about just yet, um, but just, you know, the, what you turn on the chips film um, from the success he had at Notre Dame. And uh, there was a lot of tight end play involved in the multiplicity of the formations and schematics that he, he does, um, you know, set itself up for us to be able to uh, do that. And then, and then the position has got to play at a high level as well. Kind of last one. Um, I had a question for you about Jameer and, and just his decision to leave. As you, as you talk, you know, about a deep dive and looking at how you can get better. Sure. I mean, what, for, as far as that decision goes, and like, are there things that you say, like, you know? And I'll, I'll answer that in generalities because I can't really speak specifically, um, you know, with guys in the portal. But just I've got such a deep love and a deep respect, uh, you know, for all the guys that have played here, um, and just wish them nothing but the best. Uh, there's daily conversations with probably half of the guys, and you know, we wish them the very best. We love them. We're thankful for them and everything that they've done uh, here as Georgia Tech students, Georgia Tech student athletes. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there's never any ill will. It is just love, respect. And, uh, you know, anybody that's coming to this organization uh, and then moves on, whether it's graduation or whatever else, um, just love, respect, and just wish them uh, all the success in the world um, in their future endeavors.